Hi, everyone. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to discuss a film called Mr. Holmes. For those of you who don't know who Mr. Holmes is, his first name is Sherlock, and he is played here by the astonishing Ian McKellen. You know, Anne, you and I have been around since the Pleistocene age, and we've seen a lot of great movie series. For instance, Mm -hmm. for me, the only real Tarzan was Johnny Weissmuller. (laughs) The only real James Bond was Sean Connery. And until now, the only real Sherlock Holmes was Basil Rathbone. Yeah, she was great, for sure. Ian McKellen plays Sherlock Holmes when he is 93 years old, mm-hmm. very, very much retired, 30 years retired, living way out in the country and raising bees. In the country of England. Yes, the country of England, sure. Flashbacks of memory to a case that he never did solve 30 years earlier keep popping into his mind, and Mm -hmm. we see him in flashbacks in his 60s. By the way, the real Ian McClellan is only 72 years old, so in this movie he's playing 60 and he's playing 93. Yes. Listen, he could play 23 as far as I'm concerned. This is possibly the best living actor right now. Everything I've seen of him amazes me, certainly the X-Men movies, sure, which is not my big thing. But I remember him in Gods and Monsters. I remember him as Richard III. I mean, he is just amazing. And to watch him in this film, Anne, where he doesn't say very much, especially when he's 93, to watch his face, to watch his eyes, correct, the tiniest flicker of an eyelid changes the whole mood. I was sitting there half in tears at how good he was. Well, I think finding a movie today that's stylish, elegant, and intelligent is almost as difficult as it would be to try to solve one of Sherlock Holmes's cases. There aren't that many films around that have all those qualities. Now, in this film, Ian McClellan plays the 93-year-old guy, Mr. Holmes. He's pretty much a curmudgeon, I would say. Yes. He's relegated to a very monotonous kind of life, I think, living up in the country of northern England. The only company that he really keeps is that of his housekeeper, Mrs. Monroe, played by Laura Linney, an American actress who does a good job, but I don't quite understand why they had her in this part. Yes, I don't know, by the way, why they hired her instead of an English actress. She sort of does it by the numbers. I mean, she's cranky, she's crusty, she's irritable. What else is new with housekeepers? But the one bright spot in Holmes's life is... Her son, a young lad of about nine years old, his name is Roger. He's played by a wonderful young actor, Milo Parker. He has what I would call a real celebrity crush on Mr. Holmes. While Mr. Holmes doesn't want to have anything to do with children and all of that, he finds that he needs some help in caring for the bees. So in order for him to get some assistance, he has to befriend the young lad. Therein lies a rather unusual friendship. I thought that was one of the most charming aspects of this movie. Charming is a very good word, and elegant is another good word. This is such a dignified, wonderful, wonderful film. It's brilliant, it's mysterious in its way, especially during the flashbacks when we see Mr. Holmes in his 60s with his top hat walking through the streets of London following a very beautiful young woman. Every second of this film was really delightful. I agree. When you said that we see Mr. Holmes in the 60s walking the streets of London following the beautiful young woman, he's wearing a top hat. 
One of the funnier moments in the film is when Mr. Holmes is delivering a rather scathing message about his former colleague, Dr. Watson. And he <laughs> blames Dr. Watson for having written these penny dreadful novels all right. about their crime-solving feats. And then he says, I never lived at such and such a dress on Baker Street, and I certainly never wore a deerstalker cap. Right. There are many, many delicious moments like that throughout the film. This is a very expertly crafted movie script. You said something about Bill Condon directing Dream Girls. Boy, this guy can do no wrong. He really has complete control of the film. I felt that way from the moment the movie started until the closing credits. Yes. You know, that is always interesting to watch, Anne, because today we see so many movies where there's a lot of car chases, explosions, and superheroes knocking each other through buildings, walls, and things. Right. There is no CGI in this film. It could have been made 50 years ago. It's just that kind of a film. You know, I think McClellan is not what we call a cozy actor. He's just not that type of guy. He's got a chilly exterior for the most part, even on screen. I yes. Mean, that's his M.O. That's his DNA. He's the kind of guy that, as an actor, he would disdain all things like warm, cute little puppies. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> cute little kids and mac and cheese dinners, you know? That just wouldn't be part of his lifestyle. Absolutely. But in this movie, his attachment to the young boy, Roger, and to the mother is a very good example of how an aging man has a need to be needed. His life of independence is now being challenged by the rigors of aging. I thought that that was really the theme of this film. Definitely, definitely. His relationship with the housekeeper, Mrs. Monroe, mm. is a strange one because she's cranky herself. I think taking care of a 93-year-old man who can't pick something up when he's dropped it really irritates her, and she wants to get out of there and get another job. And if she does that, what's going to happen to this very, very elderly man who is no longer famous? Well, you're right, and... I think the challenge for Mr. Holmes in this movie is not to solve just that mystery of 30 years ago, which had kind of eluded him, but to solve the mysteries of senility, commitment, and emotions. It seemed like it was kind of a slight story as I got to thinking about it. And actually, as the movie progresses, you see that it's quite a bit deeper than that. The story oh, yeah. has many more levels to it. It's a movie that has a surprising, powerful impact. It's one where we see Mr. Holmes face his most challenging case, and that would be his own immortality. So for all those reasons, I'm going to give Mr. Holmes a green light. Well, the main reason for anybody to go see this film, whether you know anything about Sherlock Holmes or not, is to see one of the most astonishing, powerful, quiet performances you'll ever see anywhere from Ian McKellen. I adore him. I adore everything he's done. And I adore this film. So I am also giving it a green light, Anne. No mystery there. Okay, two green lights for Mr. Holmes. We're going to be back very shortly to review another film. We hope you'll join us at that time. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will be able to solve a mystery the next time you want to go see a movie. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. 
Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.